Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio, simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. Well, let's get right into the word. Let's pray and not delay. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And I do lean in the pen of that Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. As I make manifold known the wisdom of God, Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We open up a new topic of influence today, and our topic is entitled The Revelator, Awakening Depth in the Spirit for the Advancement of This Season. Awakening Depth in the Spirit for the Advancement of This Season. We house within us our mortal flesh, the spirit of the living God. We are created, characterized, and connected to the beats of his heart. Therefore, we are capable of fathomless insights on what was, what is, and what is to come. This is the level we attain in the life that thrives solely off of revelation, and it is about time that we seize and capture revelations that will set a pace for the road ahead. By the prompting of the Holy Spirit, um, as we enter into a new season of systematic study, I am delighted to introduce to you this discourse on the Revelator. It is a study of our deliberate attempts to amp our devotional life. We will empower systematic approach by these three basic lessons, awakening the power of revelation knowledge, advancing our understanding of God's word, and awakening a word-ruled reality within our culture. The objective is to establish a new discipline in our approach to devotional life and devotional living with provoking empowerment in the Word of God. And we will establish three systematic outlines that affirm faith in the Word of God as our confidence to comply to the voice of God. Now, the, voice of, the, the strongest voice of God is the written Word of God. And let's begin with our first outline, which is, uh, awakening the power of revelation knowledge. Awakening the power of revelation knowledge. Let's look at two passages that I think will help us, and then we'll get into some more passages momentarily. Please take notes at this point. There are several ways, matter of fact, that God speaks to us. Before I get into the foundational text, the Old Testament passage and the New Testament passage, I wanted to give you these nuggets because 
the strongest voice that we could ever know and appreciate in life is knowing the voice of God. And ultimately, the Word of God connects us to the voice of God, and we thrive off of the Word of God. When the, when the voice of God is understood, the Spirit of God can then qualify what is being said. And so we are going to be dealing with hearing the voice of God, appreciating the Word of God, and then, of course, living and resolving to be led by the Spirit of God. That is the sum total of the entire lesson. But in order to do that, we have to have confidence in the voice of God. How does God speak to us? First, God speaks to us always through the scriptures. The scriptures always introduce us to the word of God. First Timothy chapter 3, 16 through 17. Then we also know that God speaks to us through seasoned saints, through people who he especially endowed to speak, thus saith the Lord. Romans 12, 6 through 8. And then we also know that the Holy Spirit and, and, and of course the voice of God also speaks through situations. Psalms 119, 67 through 68. And then the voice of God speaks through the Spirit of the living God, which is the Holy Spirit, John 14, 26. And then, of course, the, Holy, the, the, the voice of God speaks through signs and wonders, where we can clearly see in his creation the works of his hands, Psalms 19, verses 1 through 2. So when we know those things, and this is just a warm-up just to get you used to having five points in each section, we're going to have three to five points. Follow me as much as you can, and in the first four minutes of this teaching, I've given you just a hint. That's just a bonus of knowing the voice of God. How does God speak? He speaks through the scriptures, through seasoned saints, through situations, through the speaking of the Holy Spirit, and through signs and wonders. And those are the starting points, but then you'll find other ways that God speaks. But ultimately, God will confirm his word, promise it. Now, our foundational passages are two passages. In our Old Testament passages, Deuteronomy 29, 29, and then our New Testament passages, 1 Corinthians chapter um, 2, verses 4 through 13. Now, we're going to spend some time in 1 Corinthians, um, but let's start with this, this passage as a thought provoker. Old Testament passage says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which he hath revealed belong unto us to our, and to our children forever, that we, we may do all the words of this law. It's quite interesting that, of course, you know, in the earlier chapters of Deuteronomy, he introduces the law. But the law is the order of God, articulated and scribed by the men and women of God. But in this particular passage, he's letting you know the things that God reveals to us is to be adhered to as a law. But they have to be revealed to us. And so we're going to be talking about the power of revelation knowledge. In Second, First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 through 3, it says, And my speech and my preaching, and this is one thing I want you to understand when I'm sharing with you the word of God, is night with enticing words of man's wisdom, man's logic, but the demonstration of the Spirit and power. Anytime you look into the Word of God, you're supposed to experience the power of God. That your faith, now faith cometh by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the Word of God. So that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It is, we need to awaken to this power. There's a power that is released when the Word of God is proclaimed. Howbeit we speak a wisdom among you that is them that are perfect, which means mature. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak a wisdom of God in a mystery. Here's the revelation knowledge that we're talking about. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which is, which 
none of the princes of this world knew. Because listen, if they knew it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, here's our passage, I have not seen, nor ear hath heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of men. Why would they have to enter into the heart of men? Let's qualify that in this lesson. The things which God hath revealed by his Spirit. For the Spirit search of all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit which is within him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. We have not received, glory to God, not the, the, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given us of God. How can we know them? He must first reveal it by his spirit. In order to do this, we have to be awakened to the power of revelation knowledge. The re revelation knowledge is simply defined in this particular chapter as the wisdom which is from God. The appropriate use of knowledge is wisdom. In order to get that knowledge, you have to have understanding. Understanding, you have to stand under someone else's mind. You have to be presented with truths. And those truths that you know becomes the wisdom that helps you grow. So our wisdom ultimately houses the revelation capacity that we receive from God. So when someone says the spirit of wisdom is the same thing as saying revelation knowledge, because in order to get it, you have to connect to the spirit. And in order for you to connect to the spirit, he has to reveal himself through the word. And so we have to awaken the theology of the word of God. Why look into the word? Have you ever asked? Yourself the question, if you ever listen to this broadcast, you got to go back to Connecting Knowledge and listen to why the word, why the word. I asked a question years ago on why the word. Why do we study the word of God? And I gave five answers for that, and I'm not going to go over that. But I am going to give you five scriptures today that give you the theology of why we study the word of God. Now, theology is not a big word like people make it out to be, but it is God's logic or God's intent behind the content. So when we look at the theology of a matter, we look at what does God's perspective uh, on his word uh, mean to us, and how do we apply it to our life? And it is our investigation of it that provokes this process to occur called theology. So don't get caught up on the word theology, but know that there are passages in the scripture that will help affirm why we study the word of God. Now, of course, you know the scripture says study to show yourself. Not to show somebody else, but yourself approve unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but one who rightly divides the word of truth. But you have to be presented with truth to be able to rightly divide it, and you have to know within yourself that it's time for you to study. Thank God we have Philippians, which lets us know it is God that gives us the power to will and do his good pleasure. So when we seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, all those things are added to us, the desires to want to study and to know God. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to force yourself to study because once you seek, you shall find. Once you knock, the door will be open. Anyone who asks receives. So you got to ask yourself, am I doing what it takes to provoke the power of the revelation, knowledge that comes from God's word to exist in my life? And that's what we're going to discuss. Now, here are the five scriptures, Psalms 119, 125 through 133, Proverbs 420 through 23, Isaiah 
55, 10 through 11, Ephesians 1, 15 through 18, and Ephesians 4, 17 through 27. Now, we're going to get through this in about 10, 15 minutes. But I tell you, if you, if you listen to the words of God in my commentary in the next few minutes, your appreciation for why we study the ancient of days in the scriptures and find out what thus saith the Lord. If that doesn't ring a, a stirring in your soul, we got to go back through this and, and look through these, these thoughts, these thoughts that awaken appreciation for the word of God. Amen. Let's go through the scriptures. Let's start in Psalms chapter 19, verses 125 through 133. It's real scripture. Uh, real simple. It says, I am thy servant. Give me what? Understanding. I told you understanding is the birthing ground for the spirit of wisdom, that I might know thy testimonies. See, it's with understanding that we get wisdom and knowledge, okay? And out of that knowledge comes a insight from God, which brings the spirit of revelation knowledge. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. Now, that's amazing prayer to say to God, if you want God to work for you, you better stand up and be right. For yea, it says, for for. I have made void thy law. See, the person understood. Listen, I got to get up and do something about this. God, I need your help. And and the way I have done your order has voided, meaning there's a vagueness. And many of us are there. Therefore, it says, listen, what he commands his soul. I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. Now, that's where you have to resolve. If you're going to have an appreciation for the love of God or for the word of God, you're going to have to hate what is false, and you're going to have to esteem the precepts concerning the things which are right in all things. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Glory to God. Therefore doth my soul keep them. So you got to remember the accounts and the experiences that you have with the Lord because the entrance of thy word. See, see, when you experience the things of God, you will receive the word of God. And you know that the entrance of thy word giveth what? Light and giveth understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant it. For I long for thy commandments. It's not until you make a decision to long for the word of God, to look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, and thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Now that scripture gives you a lot about the word of God. It's a resolve that you must become a servant to in order to see that understanding become simple before your eyes. Now, in Proverbs chapter 4, it admonishes in the wisdom and insights given to a son. It says in verses 20 through 23, it says, My son, attend to thy word, my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Isn't it amazing how God's word and the attention of God's word often opens up your heart? Your heart becomes an ear or a receptive 
channel or conduit for God to expose his nature and his character, his intent, his insights, his instincts. It's in your heart. And it's that place which God is trying to reach to get resident in. But you have to give him room. And you got to keep your heart with all diligence because that's where the issues of life. Your heart state is your life state. Isaiah, the prophet who prophesied 400 years uh, prior to Jesus entering the scene and manifesting the will of God. He comes on the scene saying this, For the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and runneth, verse, chapter 55, verses 10 to 11, runneth not thither, but weathereth the earth, watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word, this is the Lord speaking to his people, redeeming them from captivity. He said, my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and then shall prosper in the things which I send it. See, he's not a liar. He changed not because he changed not. We are not consumed. Glory to God. So we we are knowing here that God keeps his word. He honors his word. And when we lift his word up in our lives, it opens up a reality uh, that is superior to them what we see from day to day. And it doesn't return void. It accomplishes what it's sent to do. God keeps and fulfills his word. The scripture goes on to suggest that he places his word above his name. How do you regard the word of God today, saints? How do you regard the word of God? Ephesians 1, 15 through 18 says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, you got to love people, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and Father of glory may give unto you what? The spirit of wisdom. That's revelation knowledge and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye might know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. It is this reality that awakens revelation within now, it says in Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm just going through this because I don't want to overemphasize and go over my text, but I want to understand and highlight the theology of the Word of God. It's not until we awaken to the appreciation of the Word of God that God can reveal greater things to us. And we're seeing from Scripture throughout the Scripture, it's not a matter of God. It's a matter of us positioning ourselves to incline our ear, to become a servant to the Lord, to guard our hearts, do you say what I'm saying, and, and open our eyes so we can be enlightened with the truth that makes us free. Ephesians 4 says, there, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not, after gen, uh, not as the other Gentiles walk, those without covenant, in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened. When their understanding is darkened, revelation is avoided. Being alienated. Now, here is another insight. Revelation qualifies the life of God. They're alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their what? 
their heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Who being in past feeling, past feeling, having given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work of all uncleansiness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name, but it's the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of each and every one of us. That's how I open up this passage. Open up this dialogue that we house in us the spirit of the living God. We house within us what it takes. If so that ye have heard of him and have been taught um, by him as the truth that is in Jesus, that ye put off the former conversation, which means conduct and commitment and conviction of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is how it awakens a revelation, that ye put, off the, um, put on the new man, which is after God created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. So these five passages reveal the insight on what God thinks about his word. And if we develop this in our thinking, the revelation can, can begin. We can embody and be the revelator. The term revelation deals with how God is revealed, um, how he has revealed himself to humanity, and in other words, how God has made himself known. Theologians generally distinguish God's revelation in two ways, general and special revelation. General revelation deals with how God can be understood through his creation. More specifically, this can be manifest in physical nature, human nature, history. General, relation, um, general revelation does not impart truths that are necessary for salvation, sinfulness, or of humanity or atonement. However, it is argued that God's existence, his transcendence, his eminence, self-sufficiency, eternally power, goodness, hate for evil can be comprehended and seen through his creation. So that's general. But special revelation is distinguished from general revelation in that it's a direct revelation from God. And this is what we're talking about, the revelator, that God will communicate to us. Amen. Special revelation is um, a direct revelation from God. It ex examples include um, God's direct speech to various people. Look at the prophets, look at Peter um, uh, as the revelation of the church, the incarnation of Christ, all of those things found in um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, Hebrews chapter 1, 1 to 12, and, and the entire Bible as a revelation. Such revelation is sufficient to communicate the gospel, unlike general revelation. Every person who we see reveal the intents behind the content of the scripture attain revelation. The Bible says that these, these in, in Timothy, that these men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit awakened revelation within their soul. So, and and, and this is what makes special revelation um, um, convenient for the proclamation and the and the security of our salvation, and make it possible um, for for insight from God. So in these in this in this short outline which I have left for the for the rest of the teaching, I wanted to empower uh and awaken the concept of revelation. And it, and it's quite simple. Revelation knowledge 
is awakened by faith in the word of God. That's what I share with you in the five passages of Scripture. But in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 20, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Revelation knowledge is awakened by the faith in the word of God. Because this which may, may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it to them. Why? Revelation knowledge is set to awaken faith in the word of God. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen and being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they, those who obtain his insight, are without excuse. Faith is used in this connotation as confidence and compliance to God's word as an authoritative reference to the life and tools he sets as the way, the truth, and the life. Faith in the word of God is prioritizing time and study in the word of God for life application. Faith in the word of God is placing value on the power of the spirit of God to reveal the intents for the word for your life. So what happens is God gives you a word so you can clearly see the things which are not seen so that you can have an awareness of who you are, what you have, and what you can do. It's faith in the word. Faith in the word of God pleases God by revealing the enemies of faith in the word of God. What are the enemies of revelation? They are reprobate mentality. Let me define what that is. It is a mentality that is depraved, unprincipled, or wicked form of thinking that is excluded, um, excluded from the hope of salvation. It's vanity. And then reasoning without faith, which is the capacity for consciously making sense of things, applying logic, and establishing verifying facts, and verifying facts and changing or justifying practices, intu um, in, um, intuitions and beliefs based on new and existing information without a consciousness and a conviction of God. So when we talk about the reasoning and reprobate mentalities, reasoning without faith and reprobate, it was never in the intent of God for us to qualify, define, or to come up with things without inserting a God logic without having a God perspective. God wanted to be in the reasoning factor. Come let us reason together. Come let us learn, but see if, if you have your heart seared like a hot iron and you're set on achieving evil, it will rob you from the faith that is awakened through the word of God. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So revelation knowledge is awakened by faith in the word of God. And you can also refer to on Philippians chapter 25 of chapter 1 verses 25 through 28 which tells you to awaken for faith in the gospel hallelujah so faith in the word of God makes us con faith of this con these convictions over uses of our senses and you'll hear people use sense knowledge and what they're saying is that your senses are your sight your taste your touch your smell and your hearing they draw logical conclusions but God 
has other realities that must be qualified outside of your senses. And you can be distorted from reality, having confidence in your senses versus what is in your spirit. So revelation knowledge is awakened, firstly, by faith in the word of God. But secondly, revelation knowledge is added to our hearts by the spirit of God. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, it says, Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things freely given us of God, which things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but as the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now here's the key. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he what? Know them, for they are spiritually discerned. It is impossible to receive revelation from God without the Spirit of God being added and aided in your hearts. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? God always wants us to hear from our hearts. For your heart state is your life state. It says in John 16, just to qualify the reality of the Holy Spirit, John 16, 13 commands us, Howbeit when the Spirit of truth has come, he will lead and guide us into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He will be present himself as revelations. He will unveil unto you what you need to know, because it is the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of wisdom, which is equivalent to revelation, which sees wisdom as its proper use of knowledge. It distinguishes the spirit as the ultimate solution beyond sense knowledge, beyond logical fallacies, providing insights and intents on the hearts and the intents of God. Okay, so we recognize that God has created what um, has created for us a close friendship and, revel- and relationship with himself. We recognize that God communicates in many forms, but most and often through our minds. But ultimately we recognize God's voice is attainable and should be placed as priority above all other voices. Our hearts are designed to give attention to the Word of God. The strongest voice of God is the written Word of God. The Word of God was present in creation, and it should be acknowledged within creation, which is us. Our heart has the capacity to separate truth from error, but this is achieved through holiness, which begins with honesty, humility, and honoring God through sanctification, separating ourselves for God and God alone, First Peter 3.15. So our hearts are empowered by the Holy Spirit. When given access to the Holy Spirit, your hearing ability from the heart will expand and be purified unto righteousness. For it is the heart with man believeth unto righteousness, and the mouth confession unto salvation. The, the word lets us know that we have revelation knowledge because it's added to our hearts by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. 
The Holy Spirit enables us to live the Christian life, which empowers us, which clearly means this. When we have are led by the Spirit, we are, number one, exposed to the nature of God, John 4, 24. And it says we experience the power of God through his presence. We then expunge and expose the nature of sin because he cannot dwell in sin. He cannot look on sin. God is a righteous and holy God. And then it expresses the results of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. And then, of course, we exemplify the compassion of Christ because Christ is all about the walk of the Spirit. If we are led by the Spirit, we will not fulfill the love, lust of the flesh. To live is Christ. To die is gain. What are we dying? To the flesh and living to the Spirit. And so finally, revelation knowledge, glory to God, is the source to divine life and divine light for the people of God, for the people of God. The Gospel of John says this, I love this scripture, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when we're studying the word, we're studying the nature of God. The same that was in the beginning with God, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made that was made. In him was the what? Life, and the life was the light of men. And the life shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That same came from for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light, that that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, glory to God, to them gave he power to become sons of God. But uh, even to them that believe, glory to God, um, on his name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Which were born, not of blood, not of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So even the revelation of who Jesus is, revelation knowledge becomes the source to divine life and light for the people of God, because ultimately it is for us. Although God cannot be completely comprehended in our flesh, we can know true things about him. For example, we know that God is love, 1 John 4, 8. God is light, 1 John 1, 5. God is spirit, John 4, 24. And God is just and righteous, Romans 3, 26. These aspects of God have been revealed to us in the scripture. And as we become more acquainted with the scripture, life is sparked within our hearts and given to us as an advantage, as a power to, to be revelators. Amen? So we, we develop our revelation capacity by a credible prayer life. We become prayers. We communicate with God. We become consistent, systematic students of the Word of God. 
We become church attenders regularly, regularly um, uh, appreciating the corporate anointing. We, be, we, we become coached through spiritual leadership and authorities. And we become corrected through the power and the provisions and promises and potential that we have in the Holy Ghost. When we understand these things, we will see our lives change. And we will experience a quality of life we've never seen before. Because God has called us to be revelators. Amen. 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 We have been awakened to the power of revelation knowledge. Because one, revelation of knowledge is awakened by faith in the word of God. Revelation knowledge is added to our hearts by the spirit of God. And revelation knowledge is the source of divine life and light for the people of God. Father, we thank you because your word does not return void, but it accomplishes that which you please in purpose. And we delight to know you more intimately, that we can serve you more faithfully. Help us to appreciate what you've done and what you're doing in the name of the Lord Jesus. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do, because greater is he that's within you that's, than he that's within the world. Perhaps you've heard this teaching and you said, I want to know the Lord Jesus for myself. He becomes the word for our lives in which we move, live, and have our being. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Would you repeat after me? I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me at Calvary. And if you did that, the Lord Jesus be with you and that he will seal you to the day of redemption with signs and wonders by his precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, God bless you. And I'll see you on the next broadcast. Keep listening and keep loving the word. Amen. God bless you and good night. Glory Radio. Simply Glory.